0: real quick guys. L- let me just say this right now. This is literally going to be one of those times where you see soccer players fighting and they're turning their heads away and swinging their hands back and forth with each other. Melvin Gordon I think is a solid player. I'm going to suggest Jameson Crowder, Judy, Gordon, and a slight, slight uh, suggestion for Brett Rippin. Welcome to Pound the Rock. And I know that they're injured, but the, the, the Jets just aren't passionate. Broncos, I think, could pull this one off in New York. Give me the Broncos minus one. And here's your host. A man so quick, he's even fast asleep. <laughs> the steel-handed stingray. Yeah. David Boletta. Good day, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pound the Rock. I am your host, David Boletta, and it is. October the third, and we are ready, Ripper on Rock, ready to go into a week four of the NFL. We already had one game between the Broncos and Jets, and again, if you tuned into our earlier podcast this week where we broke down this game, we were pretty much spot on with our predictions. Of course, Gordon was an easy one, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. But uh, Jerry Judy, 60 yards and a touchdown. My my cousin texted me he goes you you ding that <laughs> you ding that yard uh, yardage prediction but I'm also more happier with the Jamison Crowder seven yards over 100 uh, seven catches over 100 yards prediction that I made but one thing I want to talk about really quickly about that game is Brett Ripon. now he was a deep deep sleeper I suggested to people just simply because what I saw out of that guy last week and what you can see of him with his decision making Brett Rippon is an accurate passer, and you can see what he did in this game. He he found the weakest link in the New York Jets with their rookie cornerback, and he attacked him. He threw the ball up in the air, and Judy made a great play. Now, Brett Rippon threw three terrible decision passes in this game, and ironically, they went for interceptions. One went for a pick six. But I don't think Brett Rippon right now is currently ready to be a week-to-week starter, but he's definitely solidified himself as a backup quarterback in the NFL. That'll, that, that'll that give him, uh, one thing I do want to talk about regarding that football game is just sloppy defense, sloppy tackling sloppy, just all around care for the game. I, I mean, I, I can't stress this enough. The f- NFL and football, pretty much all sports. And, and for that matter, you need an off season. You need to, hone your craft, you need to sharpen your edges, iron sharpens iron, that whole expression. And you can see it in the play on the field. Like Sam Darnold ran 46 yards for that touchdown. I, I was almost embarrassed watching that because it was as if they're just playing hot potato. Don't touch him, don't touch him. And he, he that, that shouldn't have happened. He shouldn't have ran it in. But again, there was sloppy tackling. And Bradley Chubb had, I think, two and a half sacks in that game. Bradley Chubb should have had five sacks in that game. They had Darnold wrapped, I couldn't tell you how many times he kept scrambling forward on third down. It was very frustrating to watch. Very bad defense. The Broncos should have never pulled out that game like they did, let alone scoring that many points. But, you know, in in hindsight we we did know that the, the Jets weren't exactly special going in that game. And it was the most oddest game to have 65 total points scored. One thing I want to say is the player of the game for, for the, uh, the Broncos and Jets was Brandon McManus, the kicker for Denver, who nailed every field goal that he tried and the, the Jets kicker too. He, 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 he hit four for four, if I'm not mistaken. McManus dinged two field goals over 50 yards and one at 40, and they weren't even close to being missed. This guy, uh, I really hope that Brandon McManus gets, gets, uh, a chance to break the the longest record for for a field goal that would be fun to see. Ironically, I was actually at the Broncos Tennessee game when Matt Prater did break the longest field goal record, but that's another story. Uh, Sam Donald played very solid. You know, you you you, you got to hand it to a player who's trying to win the game despite everything around him not falling into place, and that starts with the head coach. And that head coach with the with with the dirty mindset he had at that end of the game, calling timeouts to keep the game prolonged. Denver's just trying to run out the clock, and he's uh, Brett Ripon goes to the back to throw the ball out of bounds to kill clock, and they cheap shot him. There was six personal foul calls in this game. At 15 yards of pop, folks, that's 90 yards. The Jets sacrificed 90 yards just on stupid calls, that's almost the length of a football field. You're not going to win a game if you get that. I, I Adam Gase, just for some odd reason, what I'm hearing, the locker room doesn't revolve around him. He has completely turned a lot of disarray into that into that uh, franchise. And, you know, there's only so much blame you can put on the players. Why was this guy hired? How is this guy got players on the field? How are players getting so hurt, and how is he, are they hurting players? Believe me, I used to I used to play football back in the day, and you know, then make it to a pro level. I hit five years of high school, and I hit two years of uh, of semi pro ball representing representing the city of Hamilton, and I got recruited at the time to the best university in the country, and those coaches all went off, and the coaches at university they all went off to go coach in the pros, and I didn't make the the cut because I had injured my knee and I went to go see the finest no, the finest doctor in, in the country and he told me, listen, uh, you're not playing this year, but I'm not worried about playing for the next couple of years. You play on this, you're not throwing a ball with your kids in your forties. So that was an easy decision to walk away. But as easy as it was, it was extremely hard. Regardless, where I'm going to about this is I'm getting very frustrated listening to current analysts out there. Now, I, I, I'm not n- not knocking how they got there, and I'm not knocking the fact that, you know, th- 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 they're working and putting food on the tables for their families too, believe me. But giving opinions based solely upon statistics is a reporter. You're not an analyst. You're not a football specialist. You're a reporter. Now, let's take an example this week you have a player like Kenyon Drake who plays for the Cardinals and they're going up against the Carolina Panthers the whole world saying you have to start this running back because the Carolina Panthers are pitiful in rush defense you know they're they're, they're saying the Panthers are not good on fantasy wise for for a defense they give up X amount of points to a running back See, I don't subscribe to that nonsense and I'll tell you why because football is a weak to week game there's two things that analysts say in terms of football that are actually true it's week to week gaming and planning okay and the second thing is is players do look at upcoming schedules and we'll get into that in a little bit later but week to week planning is as follows cliff kingsbury for the cardinals is not going to go and look at the air uh, carolina and say hey, you know what i'm uh We're running 60% passing, 62% passing, and 38% rushing. Why don't we rush the ball just because these guys give up most fantasy points? No. It's not what he's going to do. So Kenyon Drake, to me, is a flex play for that reason. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Because Arizona's coming off a very bitter loss. But what I'm saying here is is just because a team gives up a great amount of fantasy points, the coaches in the NFL don't care about that. He's not going to say, you know what, we're going to play Kenyon Drake this week a little harder in the game because Carolina gives up a lot of fantasy points. No. They're going to go with what works. They're going to go with the high-powered offense. DeAndre Hopkins is questionable to play at this point. Even if he doesn't play, they're still not going to fade away from their game plan. they got a lot of receivers out there. they got Larry Fitzgerald. They're not going to start running the ball and change up what Kyler Murray does best that's one of my biggest frustrations is paralysis by overanalysis and these so-called specialists they're glorified reporters not to say reporting is a bad job but don't call yourself a, f- a football analyst a football professional if you've never put your hand in the dirt and gone off a snap count please now one thing is is with the football players one thing we used to do is we would look at our schedule, and we would look at those top teams. And those were the games we we really played with a lot of heart and passion. And this is going to be a clear-cut example, and I can't believe I missed this when I was making predictions two weeks ago. I thought the Chiefs were better than this. But I'm not sure if you recall in week two, the Chiefs played the Chargers. The Chiefs played the Chargers with with Justin Herbert going in. It was the... First game Herbert's ever played, and Herbert didn't you know he was playing until thirty minutes before the game. Where I'm going with this is that game went into overtime. The Chiefs won twenty-three twenty off a late field goal. And I'm saying to myself, oh my God, what San Diego must be good, and the, the Chiefs, you know, they, they must not be that good. So the following week, of course, I took the Ravens to beat the Chiefs because I thought the Chiefs were not as good as I think they were, and I thought uh, everybody thought they were, and I thought the Ravens were going to put a stamp on this league, and I thought the Chargers were better than the Chargers were. Well, the Chargers ended up losing to that vaunted Carolina defense I was just telling you about, and then the Chiefs ended up steamrolling the Ravens. Moral of the story is that week two game, the Chiefs were already thinking about week three, playing Baltimore. They never went out there thinking they were going to play the Chargers hard. But meanwhile, the Chargers were looking at the Chiefs going, they got the Super Bowl champions. This is our Super Bowl this year, guys. If we can beat these guys, we can be special, prove to the world we're special. So the Chiefs went in there with not much heart, and the Chargers went in there with a full heart. That's the difference I mean. That's what I mean where players look at upcoming schedules. Anyway, uh, Broncos ended up taking the Jets 37-28 and just a. You know, the the casual fan looks at that game's as entertaining. I looked at it, and I couldn't stop shaking my head because it was just sloppy, sloppy. Um, going forward, Glenn will be joining us shortly. He's uh, going to be calling on the show in a matter of minutes, at least I hope he will. Anyway, everybody, come join us for the next hour or so. Appreciate you waking up to Pound the Rock, waking up, going to sleep, whoever it is. And we will see you on the flip side. I am the commish, David Plata, and we will be right back. This week's episode of Pound the Rock is brought to you by Larry Palata Remax. Larry Plata, sales representative of Remax Escarpment Realty. If you want to know more about the area and compare houses and costs and listings, please do visit Larry at LarryPalata.com where you can see all listings from Hamilton, Burlington area or follow Larry on his YouTube channel where Larry interacts with local communities. Again, this week's episode of Pound the Rock brought to you by Larry Palata Remax. Hey everybody! Welcome back to Pound the Rock. By the sound of that music, you know I am joined by Lou Rawls, doppelganger himself, Glenn. Glenn, welcome to Pound the Rock for October third. Hey,
1: David! Glad to be here. How
0: are you today? I'm very good. I'm um, uh, breaking news, Glenn. I uh, Just heard right now that Cam Newton just got hit by the COVID bug. He's out this week.
1: Ooh. Just your fantasy lineups, folks,
0: and your betting, and your betting. Get out there while you can. I tried to uh, make a wager, uh, make a wager on bet three six five. They pulled the game down, and they put it from seven points to ten and a half for the wow. Chiefs. Now, yeah. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll 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 get into that. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. we uh, just want to touch on a couple topics first. Well, I already spoke briefly in the open the monologue monologue about the Jets and Broncos, and it was it, you know to to the layman fan. 37 to 28 is an entertaining game. But to the true fan around football, you're seeing that football game and you're going, wow, missed tackles, missed opportunities. I, I thought, you know, a couple a couple bright spots in that game, Glenn. I thought that um, Brett Ripon looked pretty good. He made three bad, costly decisions, only three. But again, they, they ended up being interceptions and one interception was returned for a touchdown. What, what did you think? Did you watch Brett Ripon at all? Yeah,
1: I saw Griffin play. He, he impressed me for the the rookie uh, that he stepped in. Uh, and, you know, he stepped in pretty and did well. He did well. He did better than I thought he did. Let's just try to say that. I I was having trouble getting that out. Yeah. But I guess I was stumbling a bit there, kind of like the uh, Broncos' offense.
0: But, uh, <laughs> no worse than say. No worse to say. Sam
1: Darnold, who at one point impressed me, but um,
0: it was sloppy time. Yeah,
1: Griffin looks good going forward. I would say the kid just you know he made a few rookie mistakes and those rookie mistakes cost points. But other than that, he really wasn't that ineffective and yeah. you know for a third stringer he did
0: great I think Brett uh, Ripon solidified himself as a backup quarterback in this game he didn't solidify himself as a guy you can take going forward into the playoffs but as a backup quarterback I think he he did well um the other thing I mentioned Glenn quickly in the monologue was uh talking about you know, uh, you know, you know, you you and I, we both played football. Now we never played in the NFL, but we both have a good grasp for the game. And and one thing that was getting frustrating to me was hearing analysts. And I'm not just talking about small analysts like us who have a small podcast. I'm talking about guys from from us to serious radio and to to uh, on on TV analysis. You you got to take with a grain of salt because they're already pre pre scripted. But I'm hearing a lot of these analysts and their their statistical interpretation of the game and you're not as you you're not an analyst if you're using stats you're a reporter and you know one thing was was listen and I I tried telling the listeners I was nowhere near the NFL you know I I got recruited to to university in in Canada the best of the time you know I, I played two years uh Two years semi-pro rep league for Hamilton, which ironically, I was in the CFL Hall of Fame because I won back-to-back D lineman of the Year for those two years. And Glenn, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, it was it, I was just listen, I was just tucked away behind a door in a corner, but I was still ten feet away from Warren Moon's broadcasting head. Okay, that's enough for me. Yeah. But well, you, there's a lot of knowledge there in those heads. No oh, brains, right? they they talk to each other at night about each other's fantasy teams, but <laughs> 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 but, but, but one thing uh, one one thing that I found is it, it just it just bothered me a little bit. I'd like to talk to you about it. was somebody had yeah. said that, you know, I love Kenyon Drake this week against Carolina. You know, Carolina gives up X amount of points to the third most points to a what to running backs well if you look up carolina's rush defense the rush defense isn't even that bad and secondly like like you know teams that have given up more rushing yards than the carolina panthers are the redskins the cowboys the dolphins the vikings the chiefs nobody talks about those teams so my point being here is cliff kingsbury is not going to base his offense around the Panthers giving up fantasy points to running backs. Just not gonna happen. It just happened to be situation. Am I right? Am I right in, in my uh analytics? In your assessment? Yeah my yeah, assessment I, I agree with you in terms like you know you can you can you can use the analytics are good. Don't get
1: me wrong folks don't get like I, I personally use them but I'm also aware of the fact of, you know, when and where to use them because you have to think about like uh um you know okay, so like it's like when we talked about
0: the the um, Houston the uh, the uh, Texans. Yeah, they're, they're their three team. losses.
1: You know, they're zero three. Yes, yeah. zero three against whom?
0: Chiefs. You know, Ravens. Yeah, it's Steelers. Yeah, and you know, Steelers. I mean, yeah,
1: those are three teams that are expected to to be challenging for the top of their of the AFC conference. I mean, you open up in a tough sled. Uh, your zero three record does not is not indicative of, of, of a team that it is zero three. I mean. Look at teams
0: that are, Who's three and zero right now, or or at least two and
1: one? Like Chicago's got a winning record, don't they? The Bears. The Bears are three and zero for some reason. Three and three and zero. The Bears. Okay,
0: so right exactly. Three zero. <laughs> it's like I said, yeah. you know, during the podcast uh, two weeks ago or, or last week, the Bears have Mister Magooed themselves into a three and zero record. Things have just yeah. fallen into place, and yeah. and it ju- and it just happened. And you know, give credit to to. Uh, to Matt Nagy on that quarterback change. But one thing, another thing we got to get into before we we, we proceed with, with the program is COVID-19 has affected the NFL more now than I think since the inception. And in saying that, there are two things to bring up. Number one, Cam Newton is going to sit out this weekend. And and if no other player, on, I hope no other player on that team is infected. I don't think they they will because they practice outside and inside. It's mandatory six feet apart. But the Steelers and and Titans game, you know, kudos to the NFL for keeping this game alive. They were able to do a bunch of puzzle piece Mm -hmm. movements. They pushed it to week seven. Unfortunately, both teams are going to have to take their their bye weeks uh, in week four a little earlier than they suspected. But the NFL – well, it would have, it's going to affect them tremendously later, especially they're going to the playoffs thirteen weeks later. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But the the point I'm trying to make here is, is I don't know. It's not out there how this has been contracted with the Tennessee team. Now, in saying that, this Tennessee team still isn't still isn't cleared to pay, play for the October 11th game because listen, it is what it is. Covid's going to Covid's going to be what Covid's going to be, but. Mm. Players really, really, realistically, and Cam Newton is a good example of this. What just happened? They've got to be careful because the NFL cannot keep doing this, or else. One thing I heard is they're just going to put a, a halt on the season and delay it, and 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 start the season up uh, later in the year, Glenn. Well,
1: or I twenty twenty one. They're going to have to adjust. They're going to have to adjust to do something. Uh, you know, I mean, the NFL, the NBA, they went to a bubble, moved everybody to you know South Florida the disney world and you know locked down and did that the nhl they decided let's make two bubbles to to keep everybody so active and busy and safe to some degree and you know we're able to proceed with the playoffs this year and they finished their stanley cup it was great you know yep. the great season it. it was a little different but it, it was done it was accomplished right now the nba is on the cusp of finishing their season they've had issues um the, the major league baseball you know even with moving from city to city the jays not being able to cross the border they were still able to get through, and they had their issues. The NFL like you know top dog. They 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 will make their adjustments, and like you said, if they need to go ahead and play part of the season next year and suspend operations, that's just what they'll do. They're they're you know they'll be fine. You
0: know?
1: I, I, it's just it's just a matter of people's of people's health. That's the only thing which is you know real concern here.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, Glenn. And and this is what these these players they got to understand is that. Stop thinking you're above COVID, and stop thinking you're 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 above the measurements the NFL has put in for you. Whether or not you want to agree with 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 the measurements being a little too too uh, hastily uh, your personal perception is your personal perception but you are getting paid you are a professional athlete you are the leadership of the country right now which is the, with the whole north america most likely the world is going through a second wave right now and in parts of canada it's it's actually not just parts of it, but the country of canada it's worse than what it was in the in the original now another thing is is look at the everybody laughed at the at the Marlins in baseball. Baseball said, "You know what? This is what it has to be. We learn from this. Let's move forward." Now the Marlins are in the playoffs, and they they got a two game lead on the Cubs. What I'm saying here is 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 mistakes like this have already been made. There's no need for professional athletes to make these mistakes again.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of room for that in regular society where people don't have these extreme measures, uh, basically set up for them to avoid. Mm -hmm. contracting COVID Mm -hmm. when they've got the extra mile and a half and all this above and beyond and you yourself are well aware of the situation I mean these are adults we're talking about these aren't children these are full grown men and women in some cases who are well aware of the dangers and you know the risks
0: that they're taking some are concerned some are not and they have organizations literally setting things up for them where they are doing every sort of preventative measure to not get sick but somehow they're still finding ways to get sick it makes no sense yeah. to me, and and especially let me interrupt one, one second. Especially a guy like Cam Newton that's on a based on performance contract. He's got a base salary of a million dollars. Yeah, you've come out and you've played well, but you ain't going to make any money incentive wise if you're going to keep pulling this garbage. No, and you're not helping your team either. It's a team sport. I guess you could say right now society is a team sport. You know what? And like, like I said, I remember I told you I used to play football. Do you know what I miss most about football is the camaraderie. That's I, what I was going to say. Most yeah, of dude, my... That's what I was m- if you go back from me to, to high school half a lifetime ago, most of my friends I've kept in touch with have been through football because yeah. we shared a battlefield together. So it feels like, you
1: know? You're about that stage in life, you know, that youth. And then you go up there, you... you give it all in physical exertion. It's another group of youths, you know, mano a mano. And then, you know, sometimes
0: you win, sometimes you lose, but at the end of the day, you know, you're still with with your group. No, oh, And you're exactly right. And, uh, and I, I, am still, I am still floored that, that any athlete, especially, you know, I, I can't speak for the Titans because I don't know what happened there because it's staff and it's games. I've heard it's for, it was contracted through fans. I heard it was contracted through, through, through uh, going into the public, but nobody knows. But regardless, it's there. Cam Newton seems it's to be. The, yeah, yeah. You, you're exactly right. Cam Newton seems to be the only player that has contracted COVID. So, what does that tell you?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, we, it's just like Cam.
0: You know, maybe going above and beyond to get COVID. I don't know. Or,
1: or but, you know, there's a the responsibility you came in with.
0: Hundred percent. And you, you, know, you owe it to your teammates, to the people around you, to everybody in society. Exactly, you, you owe it to your teammates because, you know, they they go up into a tiny hotel room and they go up into a little area and they're doing what they what they're supposed to do. And and you, you're Cam Newton, you're six foot five, you're a tremendous athlete, and you have to, you know, wear, wear these fancy hats. Well, you know, I get it, you love the limelight, but listen, buddy, this is not time for the limelight.
1: Yeah, well what we need to find out right now is exactly when Cam contracted the uh COVID.
0: Yeah, well exactly.
1: You know, because I mean aside from that, yeah, we're saying, Oh yeah, Cam's up for, for the game, but
0: hold on a second, before we play any game here. Mm-hmm. That's what worries we make me. make
1: sure yeah, because this stuff can sit around for like two weeks, can it? Is that still the case?
0: Well, here's what's happening is the Patriots and Chiefs is postponed until Monday or Tuesday now. Oh, so we don't, yeah, exactly. We don't know. Yeah. And again, like I said earlier, the Steelers and Titans Titans. game got pushed to week seven. Well, the the NFL can't keep doing this, guys. They may have to. And you're exactly right, Glen.
1: If these guys can't get their heads around it early in the season, we're in trouble.
0: But if they can, they can recover. So here's here's a report given to by the Patriots. It says, L- Late last night we received notice that Patriots player tested positive for COVID-19. The player immediately entered self-quarantine, that obviously being Cam Newton. Several additional players, coaches, and staff who have been in close contact with the player received point-of-care tests this morning and were all negative for COVID-19. We are in close con- con- uh, consultation with the NFL as well as our team and, of independent doctors and specialists, and will follow their guidance regarding our scheduled trip to the Kansas City Chiefs and game against the Chiefs. The health and safety mm. of our own team as well as our opponent are highest priority. Yeah. Wow. Listen, mm, if, my, if if Hoyer if, Ho- if Hoyer didn't comes out in this game and plays well, Cam Newton's not making his roster that, that next year. Oh.
1: If Hoyer or Steven, um come out and play well, Cam Bruce may be off the roster this year. You
0: know, <laughs> you know, what I mean? you know I mean, and, and you're and that's you're right. Just, like, not the patriot way. He inked a minimum deal of a million and fifty thousand dollars, the minimum, and everything else is incentive based. And he does this. How silly can you be, Glenn? That's
1: silly, stupid, selfish. I don't know. There's a lot of super. There's a lot of adjectives you could use to describe this. But I mean, really. it's it is what it is, on the Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, that, 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 that's just how the patrons will deal with it. You know. Let it is some what it is, uh, on the Cincinnati. We're do we yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about this anymore. We're gonna on the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: And you know what? As much I, I may not be the biggest fan of like uh, of that team in the last one, but I must say. Their coach, I always gave it, gave it, gave it to Belichick. He is, he is uh, balls on. He's the kind of coach I'd like to play for.
0: Oh, absolutely, because you're going to win. Yeah. You're going to win, and, and you don't see him walking around with fancy hats and top hats. He walks around like he just spent last night in a dumpster behind uh, yeah. the Sheridan downtown Hamilton. Uh, and he expects
1: so, every one of his players to perform up to their level. Well, if you're going to play. You're going to play well. You're going to do things well. You're going to get rewarded for
0: it. Well, know, well be- be- so. Belichick is moneyball in the NFL. Take a player, oh, yeah. give him one responsibility, and fill it with your needs. Anyway, Glenn, yeah, we're uh, we're late for a break. We're going to take a quick okay. break. It's, our, it's Pound the Rock on October 3rd. We'll be right back. And you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go up with our week four fantasy suggestions and our picks on the points spread don't go away we'll be right back this week's episode of pound the rock is brought to you by harvest cannabis company Go to their website at www.harvestcannabisco.ca, located at 59 Delosie Street in Brantford. Harvest Cannabis Company. Enjoy the harvest. Harvest Cannabis looking to have their soft opening Friday, October the 2nd, and have their grand opening Friday, October the 9th. Check their website out at harvestcannabisco.ca. Good day everybody. Welcome back to Pound the Rock. I am your host, the Commission, David Paletta. It is October the 3rd, and I am here as always with Doppelganger Lou Rawls, my longtime friend Glenn Lowercase G is here. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Now, you know what, uh, you know what this segment is, Glenn? This is what everybody usually texts me and goes, when are you posting this? When are you posting this? Do you know what this is? Maybe the music might be able to help you figure this, <laughs> help you figure this segment out. <laughs> Oh, it is It is pick time It is fantasy time It It is go time Now Everybody needs to understand that The Chiefs and Patriots game It's not called off, just so you know It's just maybe pushed or postponed So any information we give you Is based upon the Patriots And the Chiefs still playing this week Okay? But we are going to start With the minnesota vikings and the going to the houston texans as if road games even matter these days so going forward fantasy wise what i like about the the vikings is i kirk cousins does not play well on the road but kirk cousins is gonna have to throw this one so you're gonna have to put him in if you've got him i'm gonna say he's a he's a tier two quarterback he's a qb2 this week if he plays, if he goes off, you know you got to start dealing. And Glenn, what is that young quarter? That young wide receiver you like? That was one of the four Js last week.
1: Justin Jefferson.
0: Justin for the Minnesota Vikings. Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings hopefully can fill the void of uh, Stephon Diggs. He had a huge yep. game last week, seven for one seventy-five, and and uh, I think he had uh, one or two scores. I can't recall. He had but, two
1: scores. He had. Eleven targets, I believe. But he had four
0: more targets than Adam Thielen. So yeah. Well, this th- th- listen, this guy is exactly what Kubiak said he was. In saying that, Dalvin Cook is a, is listen. Th- th- there are four studs at running back. Okay. There's Cook. There's uh, sorry. There's uh, McCaffrey who's out. There's Barkley that's out. Yep. So that leaves you yep. with Zeke, and that leaves you with Kamara. Now those four studs are Kamara, Zeke. Cook and Aaron and Jones. So you better Edward get. Edward Chilaire, isn't it? Ah, uh, no, 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 or no, Aaron no, oh, no, no, Don't say. <laughs> you're not, you're not off on the rookie, I know, I know. No, like I said, he's, like old I old said. Like let Aaron Jones at or, or Miles Sanders. At no, Aaron, so Aaron Jones. So. Aaron Jones, okay. The, the flip side to this coin is as follows. You go to the, and you go to the Texans. The Houston Texans are a staggering 0 3. How in God's name did they get there? You say because they were just a playoff team. I'll tell you how they got there. They had the Chiefs in Week One. They had the Ravens in Week Two, and they had the Steelers in Week Three, which they had a 21, which they had a 21-7 uh, lead on, but they ended up caving to the Steelers. That's why I like um, Thielen and, uh, and I like uh, Jefferson, and and oh my God, that quarterback, it just. And and uh, cousins, cousins because of yes. that vaunted pass defense, but I also like Houston Texans to throw the ball themselves. Yeah. So in, in saying that during this game, you can feel free starting cooks. If Will Fuller's plays, you start him. Don't feel any sort of hesitation to start one Mr. Deshaun Watson. Because he's gonna he's gonna this is this is his turnaround game. So you you play him with confidence. In saying that, I know it's three and a half points, Glenn, but I got to take the Texans. Texans minus three and a half. Texans minus three and a half. Okay, well, I, I, I hear what you're
1: saying. I like the Texans at home, but I've got Minnesota to cover this three and a half points.
0: I don't Only mind that call I- at all, to be honest with you. It's good. This was a tough one.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. But I got I got I got I got I got the Vikings to respond a bit here. I understand that um, you know, Houston had a really tough start with those three monsters to start the season with so the 0 three record is not an 0 three team. This no, is a good team. Not. They're capable of beating most any team across the league any week at any time and you know they're at home this week they're they've got the vikings suit themselves i mean i it found some success it seems there was some connection on offense but i don't think the connection i think the connection is going to continue the success they have i just believe that you know um you know they, they may not win this game houston's going to win i believe houston's going to win this game i just think it'll be a lot
0: closer it's that it's that dirty it's that dirty half point isn't it yeah, 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 and you know, and you know
1: what? As far as all you guys have said, you said on fantasy, I completely go with you and everyone. But I might also even add, like possibly David Johnson,
0: yeah, um, for Houston. Uh, you know, usually typically running backs don't do so
1: well. against against the Minnesota Vaughn typically, traditionally their defense was always good against running backs, but in this game I see Johnson can be utilized a bit more, Deshaun
0: Watson's there like you said, so don't think about Deshaun Watson, his ability to get the ball out to the running back, And Johnson. The only reason why I didn't suggest David Johnson is that that Texans uh, offensive line isn't doing so well.
1: Yeah, so I wouldn't be afraid to use David Johnson in this this game at all because, you know, even though the Houston uh, offensive line may be challenged a bit, I don't, I think, I I have confidence in Deshaun Watson's ability to get the ball up to David Johnson in the short flats and areas like that where he could maybe, if if he can lose some linebacker coverage, he gets an open run, Uh, you know, because he's going, I think Watson's going to be using his receivers a lot, like you said, and down close. you know, there's a touchdown bulker, uh, Akins again. But you know, he may only get two or three receptions this game, but one of them may be for a touchdown. So I keep an eye on
0: that. Okay, good call. Um, yeah. Next next game isn't really exciting, but it has got a lot of a uh, lot of implications to it because you got the Indianapolis Colts, who are a whopping two and one, going against the Chicago Bears, who for some reason are a whopping three and zero. Oh. Listen. Nick Foles is looked phenomenal last week against the Falcons but I can also say Nick Glenn I think I would look good against the Falcons in in, in the NFL in their current state. Uh Yeah. Fanny. A lot of people look good against the Falcons off yeah. defense this year. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles is the mm-hmm. king. The king of going into a game and doing well when teams haven't uh, teams haven't uh, prepared themselves against him. Them. Now, before be going Yeah, before I go into my pick I'm going to say fantasy-wise, Phillip Rivers to me is a low-end QB2 this week. Uh, I, I, I'm i definitely going to lean towards the Colts running the ball with Jonathan Taylor more. I cannot suggest any Colts wide receivers because they're just not consistent enough. Mo Ali Cox is a good low-end tight end one, possibly high-end tight end two. So be confident there. I do like the Colts defense. The Colts defense is great against the pass this 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 uh this season so far they definitely showed you that against uh, the Jets and Kirk Cousins the week before for the Bears you know what the only Bears that I'm really confident in is Allen Robinson and um David Montgomery I don't like Nick Foles this week I think he's borderline QB3 this week uh Allen Robinson is is just matchup proof almost because in the PPR league so, but in saying that, Colts defense great against the past Nick Foles. Bears are going to get exposed this week. Give me the Colts minus two and a half.
1: This is going to be interesting because yep. I have Indy. I have Indy to cover.
0: Yeah. Sure, definitely. Um, I think, I think like you said before, give a team
1: chance to prepare for Nick Foles. And, you know, he's not going to pull off any Philly special like he did in the Super
0: Bowl. No. Um, They're ready so for they, him. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's already, like... But I like, mean what people gonna say. True just got out. Robinson's in I think is a good pick, as you were saying. I think he's gonna have a lot of attention, a lot of targets, a lot of volume. Um I don't know if Jimmy Graham's gonna be as effective
0: in this game. You no, know, Colt's passion is too good.
1: Yeah, because he, he, yeah, they have, a, they have a really good uh, record against tight ends, um, and it's not just about matchups so far. That's just they're just built that way to, to do that way. That's uh, how their defense is, and so I would I would say like you know start. Wow, on the Colts offense, um, Taylor, yeah. right back, yeah. Um, I I mold Valley Cox. Yep. Yeah. Rivers, I would be hesitant with because you know I expect he's going to throw at least one or two picks in this game. I don't know why.
0: Do you know Philip yeah. Rivers has got the highest completion percentage in the NFL this year? Really? That's even well, over that's Gardner Minshew. <laughs> well, well, but not, nothing for nothing. He didn't play a lot of that uh, game against the Jets last week because they were just drubbing him.
1: Oh well, yeah, that's true. So that really helps the stats. When Rivers doesn't play, it really helps the stats. So. Let's hope he's handing the ball out to Taylor a lot to really help the stats back to trash. But Allie Cox will be his belief as far as um, um, throwing the ball. Taylor on the backfield. And um, Robinson with uh, Chicago. I'm not crazy about much else in Chicago. There's not much else to be crazy about in this no. game except maybe the defense.
0: Right. Um, you know. going, going, going to the next, the, the next game. This one here, believe it or not, for me is a tough game to pick because you got the New Orleans Saints going to the Detroit Lions. Again, yeah. New Orleans favored three. No Michael Thomas in this game. But I also am not a firm believer in the Lions. The Lions beat the Cardinals last week because Mr. Uh, my, my MVP pick, Mr. Kyler Murray, got a little too cocky and he was making throws that he shouldn't. So hopefully he comes back down to earth this week. In regards to this game... Uh, I don't know how you don't start Drew Brees. I don't know how you don't start Alvin Kamara. Just lock them in your lineups this week. Jared Cook is out this week. So you're going to have no choice but to lean on Emmanuel Sanders. Traquan Smith, if you're really desperate in a 14-team league as a flex, he can get you four catches for 80 yards. Flipping over to the Lions, Stafford is going to be good. I am going to throw this out there. And DeAndre Swift, after seeing what... uh, what um, uh, Aaron Jones was able to muster against the Saints last week. I don't know, but he's, he's going to have to be involved in the passing game because they're going to have to throw the ball. Galladay yep. is a must start. TJ Hawkinson is a low-end, tight-end one, so if, you, if, if, you, if you're aiming there, you, you you can feel safe with him. Long story short, give me the Saints minus three. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to take
1: the Lions to cover in this game. Yep. All your fantasy picks there, I'm bang on with, but I want to throw in Marvin Jones Jr. as well for the Lions. Yeah. Because I think he'll he'll be, he's, he's he the, the past distribution between Jones, um, Galladay, and Amadoa tends to be kind of uh, similar. It's a matter of who's getting what catches where on the field. I think Jones Jr. will be yeah, relied upon a little bit, like you said, like Hawkinson, similar sort of way. Um, because I expect the Saints will be covering Galladay as much as possible. You know, being the number one option there for, for Stafford.
0: Stafford's going to have a good game. Marvin um, Jones Jr. Funny. is a great clutch receiver. Third yeah, down. The, so I'm, I'm counting on the clutch in this game. Like Sanders
1: on the other side, Jones on this side. Maybe Sanders shows up in this game. Or maybe they still have trouble communicating with you. But um, I would go with all the picks you said there. Just to add Jones Jr. for that one,
0: as you said. This next game, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. Baltimore Ravens go up against Washington. Okay. Ravens are favored 14. Um yep. I, I'm gonna be simple. If you got Ravens, the Ravens are very mad. They're very mad. You can you you can feel safe starting a Ravens running back. Any of the three, you can definitely feel safe starting uh, Lamar. Uh, uh, Mark Andrews is a must start. Marquise Brown. He's let us down this year but I think he's got nowhere to go but up I'm gonna McLaurin is out I don't know who to start for Washington other than Antonio Gibson and Ravens by 14 all day long that's all the time I'm spending on this game Glenn go ahead
1: Ravens by 14 all day long Haskins is probably sitting by the second half Yeah. Um. all the guys who said on Baltimore the entire
0: backfield Dobbins, Ingram yep. um, Gus yeah, uh,
1: you've got you've got to look at uh, Marquise probably looking to make up a little time. Mark's got to make it for last week. He dropped that pass in the end zone to Andrews. That is, so yeah. look for the tight end to make up for what happened last week. Sure, it feels bad, and like you said, Baltimore's not happy with, with how they played last week and what happened. So, nope. moving through Washington, what's our next game on the line? <laughs>
0: this is this one's a, this one here's a little tougher than 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 what it seems. Okay. The Seattle Seahawks go to the Miami Dolphins. Okay, the the Seahawks are favored five and a half. But, you know, let's just say you're going to have to expect a lot of points, right? The one thing about Seattle that is definitely their Achilles heel, Glenn, is their pass defense. And Penn Norton Jr. is their defensive coordinator. Listen, on a side note, do you notice that Ken Norton Jr. currently looks a lot like Morpheus from Matrix? Come <laughs> on! Okay. Yeah, was you look a lot more like daddy Ken Norton Jr., right? Morpheus, Morpheus. I don't even want to think about that. Anyway, let's go on. Anyway, obviously you're starting Russell Wilson. You'll start Russell Wilson on your bye weeks. That's how hot this guy is right now. DJ Chark, Tyler Lockett, I don't know if they're going to be used a lot because I think they're going to control this game against Miami. And the one thing that everybody's saying right now is everybody's saying, start Fitzpatrick. The pass defense for the um, Seahawks is pitiful. And and, and listen, the the pass defense for the Seahawks is pitiful. It is clearly the worst in the league. Do you know that the uh, Seattle Seahawks, go figure, All teams, where is it here? Their passing yards is, yeah, they've allowed 1,300 yards almost, 1,292
1: in three. This is week four going into, right?
0: Yeah, this is week four. That's in three games, Glenn. That's over 400 yards a game. That's 430 yards a game. Wow, that is insane.
1: Start your quarterbacks again. Savage sounds like that sounds like a but are the quarterbacks who have played against Seattle's
0: defense? Well, Matt the quarterback, Ryan. They, 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 yeah, exactly. They play that's Matt Ryan, they play that's Cam that's Newton, that's and they play Dak that's Prescott. That's now they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, listen, Fitzpatrick in this game he's easily going to be a be a prop for three hundred yards and two touchdowns. But I'm not. I, I would love to say the Seahawks are going to modify their their defense a little bit to obviously see their weakness. They are a professional team, but the yeah. the Seahawks are out that brand new safety. Jamal Adams, okay, he's yeah. not he's not playing, and everybody can say, well, listen, you know, can you can 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 you really let one player affect your team? Well, yeah, yes, you can, because Glenn, let me ask you this: Let's say you're making pancakes, right? You've got your yeah. batter, you've got your eggs, you've got your milk, you've got your butter, and your hot cast iron pan. So, let's say, for example, you go open your fridge and your milk's gone bad, and you got no milk in your fridge. Well, then you're going to have to substitute the milk with some water. It's still going to make a decent pancake. You're not going to have the Seattle pancake. So Jamal Adams, no. him not being there, it's not enough to make that, that defense turn around. So in, in saying this, though, again, start Russell. If Carson plays, start Carson. I, he's leaning towards playing. If not, you know, like like what I did in the league, I have Carlos Hyde on the bench. See if you can handcuff him there. In terms of the Dolphins, Devontae Parker... Mike Isecki and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick are almost sure starts in this game. But I just don't think the Dolphins got the firepower to keep up with Russell and the Seahawks if they're not. And I think Russell, I think they're definitely going to control this game more. (laughs) Still going to be about 50 points scored, but give me the Seahawks minus 5.5 all day long. If they can do it against Dallas, they can do it against Miami. Yeah, I
1: got Miami to cover the 5.5 in this
0: one. I don't blame you. not bad. Yeah, I would add Gaskins
1: to my list of Miami players that would start in this one too, believe it or not. I think um, Adams. Adams. If Adams being in there is somebody who they would pick as far as like throwing passes to. Uh, the Miami receivers, Preston Smith, yep. Dante Parker. Um, you know, they might not be a bad idea to start this week
0: as well. Well, um, well why not? You know, and so L- look sorry. at all the receivers in Dallas that did well. That young rookie kid, he looked like he was playing lights out.
1: Cedric, Cedric uh, Wilson. Or Walker, yeah,
0: exactly. Cedric.
1: Yeah, he did great, uh, and the whole thing is that you're probably going to find that all these guys are going to do great. Like so, your passing games, four over 400 yards per game yeah. average in the first three games. Yeah, wow, that's
0: a lot. So you know, I don't know what kind of adjustments. to made. Adams is more of a—he's a great run stopping safety. Yeah, he is. And he can
1: get your heart. But he's solo.
0: not even playing anyway.
1: Yeah, he can be exposed in, in coverage, right? So I don't know like this week they're gonna get a better cover safety in there. No. But but either way it goes, um that would work towards I think in a sense matchup wise with Gaskin. You know, he's a receiving running back and he's he, has, he's he seems to be who's gonna be the number one guy in Miami coming out. Jordan Howard's gonna run the short short plays, but Miles Gaskin is the guy you look at as far as any sort of running backs in Miami. He's a and, best um, yeah,
0: I, better pass catcher for sure.
1: Yeah, and you know I, I trust I trust the Dolphins are gonna respond a little better. They're not that super huge bad I don't think this week. Um keep they'll keep within within uh, within six points, so I'll go to the Dolphins cover and everybody could just sit there. Russell, you know, of course yep. the entire receiving core of
0: Miami and uh, I still don't like Greg Olsen, though.
1: Well no not Olsen. No. no, 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 no. Not the tight end of not the tight end in Seattle this week, folks. Stick with
0: the outside guys and the running backs. Moving and on the, is uh, is another interesting game. The Chargers go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's favorite seven. Now, yeah, um, I'm gonna flat out say it. I don't think the Chargers are as good as as people think they are, and I think the Buccaneers are better than what they than what people say they are. The um, Fantasy-wise for the Chargers, look, they're going to be behind you. You 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 start Herbert if you can, but Herbert to me is a low-end QB. He's a QB three this week. If you don't need him, don't start him because the Buccaneers defense is a lot better than advertised. Much better than advertised. I would imagine that they're going to focus more on, um, oh my God, why do I keep calling him Vincent Jackson? <laughs> oh, Keenan Allen. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to focus on, on, on Keenan Allen a lot. I mean, that
1: number one receiver in San
0: Diego or, yep.
1: sorry, Los Angeles.
0: You're right, Los Angeles. I don't know. I just I don't see a big fantasy game coming out of the Chargers. I do see a big fantasy game coming out of Mike Evans with Chris Godwin sitting out. I think Gronkowski can repeat what he did last week. Nothing huge, but 10 to 12 fantasy points for a tight end. Brady, I think, is going to light it up. I, I, I don't know who... Who else is going to be catching balls from him but that team has 15 drops this year and that's not brady's fault so for sure this week i like tom brady and i like mike evans and you 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 have to start keenan allen i'm sorry but lower your expectations and give me the buccaneers minus seven I got the charges to cover the spread. To this oh, guy, man, me and you are going to be think, battling this week. A high flag, I
1: think it might be a higher scoring game than, than, than everybody's anticipating. Brady's going to light it up, I know, but you know, I think the charges may come with a, with a with an alternative game plan to counter that you know improved uh, or much much more Bucks Bucs defense that people have been underestimating all time. the time. That Bucs defense, I mean, as good as they are, they still they still can be had. Um, New Orleans has been doing it for years.
0: Uh, well, yeah, has put and, up. I uh...
1: agree with, with Cam in there and out of there. You know, everybody else in that division has, so you can still score on them. I just I just. Herbert, you know, granted, everybody has a week to prepare for him, but now he's had a week to prepare using his skills and his set. We haven't seen everything Justin Herbert's been able to do yet with these guys yet. And, and you know, possibly, possibly, like, you know, Los Angeles is not as out of this game as you may think. I. I looked at this and thought, oh Tampa should just run through them, but then you know stop for a second. Stop they just made they they'll make adjustments. They'll make adjustments. I expected the Baltimore game to be much closer than it was. Um
0: Wait you know, Baltimore so game most people,
1: right? This game may not be the that outlier. We think it's gonna be it's so easy for the Bucks to just roll on them.
0: So I'm I'm still going to go with that. You always like the Chargers because your twin brother coaches the Chargers and everybody knows (laughs) it. (laughs) Oh,
1: well, you know, in that division, I'm a Raiders fan, so it's hard to like the Chargers. But, but, you know, yeah. sometimes they're money. And not what I want them to be, but that's that's the way it is
0: with them. I just think somebody has a voodoo Tom Brady doll that they put pins in. Anyway, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, they got those in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Glenn, this next game here is my toughest call of the week. Okay, the Cleveland Browns go into the Dallas Cowboys. Currently, the spread is four and a half for the Cowboys. Now, I the one player in this game, granted if he plays, could be my absolute sleeper pick of the week, but he has to play. If Kareem Hunt plays in this game... He's going to be a running back one all day long, but he needs to play because the Browns will be playing from behind. I think that the Cowboys are going to obviously come out with that explosive offense and it's going to be a ground and pound at first because uh, that's just what these teams do. But the Browns defense, the Browns are, are quietly, you know, two and one. And their first winning record, I think since 2014, I saw, which is, ridiculous to me but again they did beat the redskins and they but they did beat the Bengals before they haven't faced a team like the cowboys but again the cowboys have only won one game this year and it was that gift that the falcons gave them the cowboys can put up points i'm not no 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 surprises there yeah fantasy wise baker's gonna give you 225 and two touchdowns and possibly two picks Nick Chubb, you put him in because it's Nick Chubb. Yep. Sleeper pick of the week. I like Odell Beckham this week, but Jarvis Landry this week is going to go off. Dallas just has this problem covering the number two wide receiver. Like uh, uh, like DK Metcalf, if you want. I still think Lockett's the number one there. DK Metcalf was, was, went off. Calvin Ridley went off. And um, uh, Bobby Trees in week one went off. Robert Woods. So give me Jarvis, give me, oh, give me Kareem Hunt if he plays. Please, Lord, let him play. He's going to go off. And then you turn to the Cowboys, Dak Prescott all day long. And then it's a toss-up. Do you start Cooper? Do you start Gallup? Do you start Seedy? Here's the issue. Of course you put Zeke in. Zeke is one of the studs. I'm going to suggest Cooper because he's just the number one guy there. I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean toward Gallup. You know, come to come to think of it, I, I might even like Gallup slightly more than Cooper. But regardless, this is the hardest call I've had to make all week, Glenn. Give me the Browns plus four and a half, and I'll tell you why. The Dallas Cowboys are 0 and three regarding the spread. Number one this year. And number two, when the Cowboys are favored, you never pick them. <laughs> so.
1: Oh my so God! Give you me got the to see that, didn't you? Okay, because you know why? I had actually got out earlier, picked the ticket. It's four over. and a half points. I picked Cleveland to cover the spread against Dallas uh, because I expect the Browns defense to be responsive this week. I think the front four of Browns of Cleveland is going to get in, get into there, try to get in that backfield and harass back and make him kind of try to hand out to Zeke a lot. Perhaps you know they're pretty active and they're pretty busy up front, those Browns, uh, the front in there, so I would actually look at, like you said, the Dallas receivers, Yeah, I like them all, uh, Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, will start them all, uh, Dalton Schultz, mm, I don't know how many receptions he gets this week, I'm looking maybe around four receptions on five targets.
0: Dalton actually, Schultz I'm had one good area. game against the Falcons, okay, go ahead you can throw me the ball as a tight end and we'd have a good game against the Falcons.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, but Cleveland, here's the thing, though. Cleveland, I mean, you know, Cleveland gives up, apparently, a young, uh, Cleveland gives up. And I know it's matchups, but
0: they have them down as the fourth most um, points to a tight end. Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, but, but again, look, look, at, look at game structure. Is Dak Prescott coming out looking at... Uh, Looking at Dalton Schultz or Schultz or, or looking for, down the field to, to Cooper or depending depending what Cleveland wants to give up or for I example I'm, I'm saying, Cleveland did play Mark Andrews Week One and they did play uh Jordan Reed last week so you know yeah
1: yeah I mean they have they have there's some good tight ends they've played
0: yeah and Sample Week yeah, Two so,
1: yeah I I don't know I think Daxton will just kind of vary his game a bit there he may be forced to do so depending on the kind of pressure he's He's under and he may not have time to get the ball as deep, and wait for those deeper plays to develop as much with Cooper. Depending on who the they're coming
0: after, I got a sickening uh, feeling they're going to bracket Cooper in this game.
1: Probably, yeah. yeah. But but I think the Browns, I think the Browns go on their old, like we talked, about, like I mentioned before, like the old uh, double-headed monster in in at uh, the running back position there.
0: The, oh, like Kareem on, gonna and Kareem Hunt's going to be huge this week.
1: Yeah, this might be a whole ball control issue going on for most of the, most of the time there you know we may, we may we may see we may see that so you may find a whole stack of lack of points at you're running back position here in cleveland mm-hmm. um odell you know yeah you may um have a big game this week because of that you may get some play actions out of there jarvis put jarvis,
0: you know, jarvis, jarvis, jarvis in jarvis, jarvis in the flex like,
1: uh, disappearing a little bit lately but you know the way how it is I think if they're playing with the balance which you're alluding to that they've been playing with, I expect Jarvis to probably have a bigger game this week because he'd be reincluded back in that cycle of offense. What you've got going on there in, in the, Cleveland.
0: So on the on the topic of wide receivers, this next game is uh-huh. going to come down to one wide receiver. The Arizona Cardinals go to the Carolina Panthers. The Cardinals are favored three. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is so vital to this game. Now he's he he he. he he bounced up on the injury report post game. Lord knows where he got hurt. Lord knows how he got hurt. But he but bottom line is, is that he is on the injury report. Um saying that, if DeAndre Hopkins plays, you play him. There's no there's no doubt about it. Obviously Absolutely. you start obviously you start Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. is Murray's extremely bitter about last week's games. He got too cocky, he got too ahead of himself, he made horrible throws, but he made great throws, and he's still a talent running the ball. Andy Isabella is somebody to look at if if uh, DeAndre doesn't go. Larry's yep. Larry's a good... You know, L- Larry could be good for seven for catches. Yeah, exactly. Seven yeah. catches for 80 yards, no touchdowns. But, again, Kenyon, Drake, everybody's all over in this game. I haven't been a fan yeah. of Drake or Joe Mixon all year because of just the systems that they're in. And not that they're in not talented guys, but Drake not is... not utilizing their strengths. Precisely. So... Heat expectations on Drake. You can start him in a flex. If you have better options, go ahead. But, you know, you can put Drake in the flex. Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers have the most disrespected player on their in the entire NFL, and that's Mike Davis. Mike Davis is a is a RB1. I don't care who says otherwise, but he is. Teddy Bridgewater is a tremendous quarterback that's not getting respect. He just doesn't throw the long ball. He throws a short and has the receiver's run. But why wouldn't you do that when you've got... Uh, when you've got uh, DJ, Moore. DJ Moore and um, yeah. uh, gosh, that guy, keep Robbie Anderson. That's all you need to do. But the thing is with this game, I think this game is going to be very, very high scoring. Both defenses can be beat and both defenses have been beat. Like the Cardinals allowed 20 points, 15 points, and last week they allowed 26 points to the Lions, where you turn to the Panthers. Panthers week one, 34 points to the Raiders. Week two, 31 points to the Buccaneers. And week... And last week, week three, sixteen to the Chargers, but the Chargers were still put up a three hundred yard passer and a lot of and a lot of fantasy points to the wide receiver. Spent a lot of fantasy yep. points out of this game, but still, I'm gonna even if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, I'm still gonna take the, the Cardinals by three. It's a tough one to call, but especially if he plays, take the Cardinals. Even if he doesn't, you know what? That team is coming off a sour loss last week to the Lions, and they they want they want blood. Give me the Cardinals minus three. Yep, I've got the Cardinals minus three. Got all those fantasy players you alluded to before. Um,
1: uh, and, and, and Isabella's been around for a couple of years now. He's as kid is fast. Believe me, I tell you right now. I'm surprised he hasn't had more fantasy relevance up till now in that Cardinals offense because they could use him. So, um, having said that, Hopkins for sure. Uh, Larry is a reliable. I don't expect much from him. Maybe like six points this week. To be honest with you. Drake, well, you know, we're going to see what happens with him this week. Like you said, he's not really being utilized properly in that offense as of yet, but it's kind of hard to, I think, with, with Murray being such an effective runner himself, and then you just can quickly put up the pass and down the field, right? Yep. Um, oh, it's,
0: it's, it's, every 25, 30 seconds, there's a pass.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, I mean, and, and Drake himself isn't that is He's more than uh, capable of receiving running back, so... Give us some time as far as the development there. Maybe not this week, but some other week there. Um, and on the other side there from Arizona. You well, know, Carolina, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, uh, Mike
0: Davis. All oh, Mike Davis. Started. Mike Davis is an yeah. RB1 until McCaffrey comes back. Yeah, yeah. PPR so, League. PPR yeah, League. Yes. Yeah.
1: Those guys are definitely. You could start for sure. Bridge, if you are in a two quarterback league, start for sure. Yep. But, you know, the thing is that you got to remember with Bridge as the season goes on, that is a high scoring division. Yes. You know. So he may be like uh, a lot more valuable than people realize. Like you said, in one of those guys' pockets, he may have some secret value there. Not really sure. So let's keep an eye on him going forward, especially heading towards playoffs.
0: Another, oh. uh, this, this next game is another tough one for me to pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's why it's so tough for me to pick, one. The Bengals are favored two and a half. Yeah. Okay. DJ uh, Chark is coming back. So, you know, this is, again, the Jaguars lost a, a miserable heartbreaker to the Dolphins 10 days ago. But the beauty about that was is that it was 10 days ago. You know, you you've yeah. got James Robinson running the ball, which you which which again to me is, is an RB one. I would take James Robinson over Hilaire this, nowadays because he's the only thing they got. Yeah. Uh, Gardner Minchu, I mean, like Carson Wentz had a decent game against the Bengals last week, and Carson Wentz is the saddest thing going right now. Um, yeah, Baker had a decent game. Now, yeah, it's 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 <laughs> the, the the Bengals have a spark. It's called Joe Burrow. Joe yep. Burrow is one of those guys that to him the game is never over. So, fantasy wise like I said, Minchu I like, but I like him as an R- as a QB2. I like James Robinson obviously as a as an RB1. DJ Chark is back. So, DJ Chark being back opens up a lot of things for Mincho. Chark is also a, a solid 7 catch 88 yards possible touchdown. Go to the Bengals, give me Burrow. Sit Mixon as always. I don't care because it's it's not the running back. It's the situation around him. They're probably going to go down, and then they're going to uh, have to be playing from behind. That offensive line is 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 rather poor, and Burrow doesn't look for him in the passing game. He looks for Giovanni Bernard. So give me Burrow. Give me uh, not T. Y. Hilton. Uh, Tyler Boyd and Glenn sleeper pick of the week. This to me is either a sleeper pick or it's do or die. A. J. Green. Does it this week, or AJ Green doesn't do it at all? Ooh. Okay.
1: Now, I yeah. uh, got you there.
0: This is this is this again. This is a tough one to pick because I I do like the Bengals up and coming, and I think the Jaguars were slightly exposed last week because they didn't have DJ Chark, but they've got DJ Chark now. I hate to say it, give me the Jaguars plus two plus two and a half.
1: I get the Jaguars plus two and a
0: half. I yeah. don't trust Cincy anytime they're favorites.
1: They're always great against spread when they're when they're when they're um, dogs. dogs and they're usually dogs. Yeah. So that's why you know that's why guys love Cincy picking on picking them, but you usually pick Cincy against spread when they're favored. They're not so great to always rely on. It's a little scary. So you know I would actually go like you said, um, uh, which we call it there uh, Jaguars. Jaguars. Okay. Jags. Now Jags Robinson. Yes, James Robbins definitely starting oh, definitely. His, the new reincarnation of a new improved young version of Leonard Fournette uh, fantasy points in the Jacksonville offense. They don't really have much of a passing game. DJ, uh, DJ Chark is all they have. Yeah. If he's in, plug and play, you know, let him go like uh, crazy because Gardner goes to him, trusts him, relies on him and he's been able to be effective with him. Um, as much as what else goes on that offense, I'm not really looking at much on Jacksonville's offense other than that. Um, across the field from them, though. What do we got there? Mm. 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 Jacksonville. Well, David.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do I got? What do they got? They've uh, Chelsea, got. Um...
1: Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati. Well, I, I was Cincinnati, I'm looking at Joe Burrow, of course. Yes. Started Joe Burrow. Um, you know, if you think that Jacksonville's are essentially going to be throwing the ball lot this week and you don't like the RB situation you know, Gio's guy he he throws two more consistently in that sense, even though Joe may get a lot more uh may get a lot more playing time, uh, Bernard's one he relies more as far as receptions go. So I might temper my expectations on Mixon a little bit this week. Um, I would look at T Higgins.
0: Okay. You know I, I, I stayed away from Higgins because I think AJ Green's gonna I'm I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt this week.
1: Yeah, I know. We all want AJ to show up at some point, though. But I think, I think, I think
0: Higgins and, and Burr are working on something special. No, no, Maybe they are.
1: Man out. this week might be Tyler Boyd, if that's the
0: case. Yeah. Oh, you I know. like Tyler Boyd too. I uh, think Tyler Boyd's the new number one yeah. there. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay. Boyd might be the odd man out. Um,
1: if if he's trying to get if he's trying to get AJ Green more involved in the game, then that's great. That's going to work like that. Uh,
0: Simple. The
1: tight end. The, uh, yep. t- tight end. Um, I am looking at him getting about five targets this week again, four receptions, maybe one red zone target, and that's probably it for that. But um, done with the Cincinnati game and moving on.
0: And moving on. on.
1: From Cincinnati.
0: So this next game, I have dubbed. Um, uh, because any, any as of right now anytime you put a New York team in in a game it just Pretty it's much. just not going well this is the yeah, new, the, yeah. the New York Giants go to the LA Rams Rams minus 13 and a half i'm going to tell you right now i'm taking the rams but fantasy wise let's just look at it like this i don't like anybody on the giants that team revolved revolved around saquon barkley he's not there Daniel Jones, I loved him this year, especially the latter half of the year. I I loved him when Not he had when he had Saquon. I just yeah. don't. I think Aaron Donald's going to torment him. Rams, you can start both running backs if you want. Obviously, Daryl Henderson's your 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 better choice. Malcolm Brown again, if you're in need of a running back. Goff is I feel confident with this week. Higby, give me Cup and give me um, Bobby Trees. Robert Woods. I just think the Rams are going to just handle the Giants very r- rather easily. Give me the give me the Rams minus uh, by thirteen and a half. I think, yeah, the Rams are going to beat up on the Giants this week.
1: Um, whew, all those picks, I just, I just, I just, I, I feel that maybe Sean Payton going to rely on you know his secondary guys a little bit more this week there. Um,
0: Sean Payton. In, Sean Payton. Isn't he the coach I mean, of the Sean McVay? Sorry. Sean McVay,
1: Sean McVay. yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. To make Sean's. Anyway, Sean McVay is gonna rely on um is 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 he's gonna start off well. These guys know that they don't really need to like go full on barrel against this injured Giants team, right? They're they're underman. Like you said. There's nobody really over in the Giants offense is scaring you right now. No. Um you know, so because of that, you know, they'll be playing from behind a lot. So uh, you know, Maybe Daniel Jones is throwing the ball a lot this week, but he's going to have Aaron Donald chasing him all over the field this week as well too. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure who the tight end is in New York Giants this week.
0: Um. Uh, that. Oh my goodness. Evan Ingram.
1: Oh Ingram. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, but Ingram, you, know, you, you so obviously strange. don't know who he is. He hasn't done anything all year.
1: He hasn't done anything all year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the limb. I'm gonna say so I'm gonna go with Evan Ingram. <laughs> at tight end, oh, because wow. he he hasn't done anything all year. And buddy, they need him to show up sooner later. This is the week to do it because, like you said, Saquon's out. That entire offense is completely morphed because of that fact. You know, and 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 Evan Ingram, buddy, you you signed a big contract years ago. You're supposed to be a top top eight tight end in this
0: league. Supposed to be a top three tight end by now.
1: Or it should have been. Yeah. You know, I'm being I'm being I'm being kind here okay we <laughs> expect a lot more out of Angle, ever in Anglim than this for years and so it's time to show, show up or like you said on himself another spot you yeah. know like the other guys so so Angleman shows up this week or he doesn't show up at all like
0: aj green exactly uh, like aj
1: you know but these guys have had time they've had time to acclimate hey preseason's seasons over now let's look at this week as being the first
0: game of the season and you've had three weeks to practice. Do you so, like the Rams on, with? The, do you like the Rams with all those points? I like the Rams with all
1: those points. This is the Giants,
0: though. On the road, no Saquon. one. No. no hope. No hope. No chance. <laughs> East yeah. Coast, West Coast yeah. game too. Now, yeah. This 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 next game is going to be kind of tricky because, like I mentioned to people before, it's up in the air. Patriots are at the Chiefs. Um, no Cam Newton. That's final. It, right. This could all be hogwash because we don't know if this game's even going to be played. We don't know if it's going to be Hoyer. We don't know if it's going to be Stidham. The, uh, again, if you're desperate, you obviously got to play Edelman. Other than that, I don't know what to tell you about the Patriots. Do you put, I don't even know what to tell you about running backs. James White's back. Uh, James White is back. Sony Michelle is back. Uh, Rex Burkhead is is back. And uh, Damian Harris is apparently back this week too. I don't know what to tell you about that about that team in terms of the running backs. So, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm only safe in that game with um, with um, uh, Julian Edelman, to be honest with you. On the flip side, the Chiefs, who just happen to be favored 10.5 points this game, I don't know uh, who Belichick's going to take out. Does he take Tyreek Hill out and leave Kelsey uh, underneath for, for eight catches for 100 yards? It, uh, who knows? The defense is still the defense there. I do suggest they're going to take Tyreek out, but I don't think Tyreek, who scored a touchdown in three straight games, is going to be shut out. I love Kelsey. You obviously start Mahomes, period. You can start Hilaire this week, absolutely, point-per-catch league especially. In terms of any other wide receivers, I don't know, because I don't think the Chiefs are going to need to explode this week because they're just never going to be trailing. So, again, heat expectations on the Chiefs' offense in terms of they're not. it's not going to be a shootout. But the spread right now... At 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on October 3rd is 10.5 points. Give me the Chiefs. 10.5 <laughs>
1: points, eh? Yeah. Yeah, sounds pretty good. I just don't know where the line's going to move right now because, you know, a lot's going to be set. There's still that one factor I look at more important than anything else, and that is that Bill Belichick. Oh, absolutely. He is the one guys should be affecting the more than anything else because of what he can take away from you on offense. I think Belichick takes away Pat Mahomes this week. But how? That's the How? How do I know? It's Belichick. <laughs> he'll figure it out. Trust me. He's, 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 he's the emperor. I don't know how, but he'll do it. And afterwards we're going, oh, wow, look, he did it again or something. Trust me. Belichick is a master. I'm not worried about it. He'll figure out something with his defense somehow. Because if, if, if you want to take out, you know, like you said, or Kelsey, or you take out one of the other guys, you know, the one connecting piece to all of these other pieces is Mahomes. Yeah. Valtech figures out how to get Mahomes and get get Mahomes out of the game somehow. That's his advantage. So, I think I think what happens is that, um, oh, 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 boy, he's going to have a lot of people up front. Who's uh Hardman?
0: Yep.
1: Hardman I would look at. Hardman and Watkins to be my two guys this week for
0: Kansas City. Hardman drops a gonna get points on that offense. Hardman dropped a pass in the end zone last week too. I know, I know. But this
1: would be the one time to go back to the makeup, right? Mm-hmm. Read read, read. Reed, Reed has faith in his players and he'll show it, you know. No,
0: confidence. No. He oh, does. The same thing, right? So Chiefs, These guys. Chiefs. minus ten and a half. Who do you like? <laughs>
1: And like, I got myself down here saying Casey at seven and a half, but uh, ten and
0: a half Belichick give me New England. It's weird. No, no, hey, listen, I think Belichick scares me. This That's is a weird game. <laughs> this is a weird game. I just think that losing Cam Newton so late on <laughs> Saturday morning, Friday night, I just, yeah, and then you're going up against Mahomes and the Chiefs. I, I just, I just don't see it. You could be right, but. I just, I just, the Chiefs could possibly score two touchdowns. Anyway, going forward, yeah. um, the Bills at the Raiders. Um, the Buffalo Bills, to me, are the most surprising team in the NFL. Be- not not because they're three in Oakland, but because their defense stinks and their quarterback is playing at an MVP level. I I had so many. I you know, my whole thing is 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 this is where you have to stop taking things personal with fantasy. I wanted Josh Allen for my fantasy team but what was killing me was I just, the Bills are the Bills. They stink. Their defense is always keeping them alive. I wasn't 100% convinced on Josh Allen and I'm wrong there. But they are a tough team because they always start out hot and then they always falter. The Raiders on the other hand, I thought were a lot better than what improved this year. They, they beat the Panthers 34-30. They beat the Saints 24-34. Then they go to the Patriots, and the Patriots just handled them. They weren't even close. But and then again, they were coming off an exhausting win uh, against the Warriors on Monday night, and they were injured. They're still kind of injured, but I don't think the Bills got what it takes to take Darren Waller out after what Tyler Higbee did to them last week, and after what the Dolphins did, uh, Gusecki did to him the week before. So, for that reason... The Bills are favored three. It's in Las Vegas. I think the Bills go there. I think the Bills do the old Lawrence Taylor party hardy before the game. And I think the Raiders plus three in this game. Wow. Fantasy-wise, cool. fantasy Josh Allen. Um, I like both Bills running backs in this. Singletary and Moss. I just don't know if either of them are going to get in the end zone. Because all the end zone products go to Josh Allen. He throws it in the end zone. Or, or he, he runs it. Or he runs it. <laughs> so, yeah. Raider-wise in this game, Darren Waller, period. Yeah. No, don't, don't don't even think twice. Uh, and Josh Jacobs. Hunter Renfro I like too, but I, I don't like any receivers for, for the Raiders to be a fantasy impact is what I'm trying to say here. I think Waller's your fantasy impact, Jacobs your fantasy impact. Even Derek Carr, because I know this game's going to be a shootout. He, he, he possibly could do something, but the Bills' the Bills pass defense has not been good this year. But their offense has been saving them. But the fact that it's in Las Vegas and the fact that the Raiders, you know, I just feel that the Raiders got this one because the Bills are favored three. Give me the Raiders. Yeah. I'm, and I uh, hate the Raiders, by the way. I'm, I'm a Bronco sorry. fan. Yeah. 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 I said I hate the Raiders because I'm a Bronco fan. I know you hate
1: the Raiders. <laughs> you, but you're a Bronco lover, so expect that I kind of talk from
0: you. Yeah. Oh, the R- R- Raider receivers in this game. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the only the only one I was would have thought would have been
0: use a Woodman Ruggs, but Ruggs. he's out this week, isn't he, he? He's out. I think this season, or oh, he, oh, he's on IR.
1: He's on IR, so Ruggs is out right now. So they have to rely on Retro. Like I was called this guy their best route running receiver they have. Yep. Waller is their best pass catching anybody they got. You know, most reliable. So um, you know, I don't know. I would go with Waller, not so much with Brent throw. On Buffalo's side, I would go with Diggs. Um, maybe even look for Dalton Knox
0: das- to Nox. show up.
1: Yeah, the, the tight end. Yep. Uh, he may. He may. He may get. He may show up for a touchdown for Allen. <laughs> but other than that, it's Allen running the ball in himself. Um, he's he, he not showing as much faith in his running backs down there that would like... He likes to hold on to that ball. Oh, Josh John- Allen beat us not careful. He's going to get hurt. He's going to have a shortened season and not exactly help his team. So he's going to actually start the ball and use those other hand rants around him
0: to some degree. John Brown's uh, back gonna- in this game, by the way. What's that, buddy? John Brown is back for this game. John Brown is back? Okay.
1: Still, um... Stephon, yep. Diggs is the man. Yep. Diggs is the man. Diggs is the man. And he'll probably go up for like two touchdowns in this game. If no, actually that's uh, he may go out for two touchdowns over so the next three games combined because Allen yeah. throws down the field so much. Like I don't know. I would still go with Diggs to move the
0: ball down the field. I just um, wasn't comfortable with either Bills running uh, either Bill's wide receiver on this. I just don't ask me why. Yeah. I, I don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna say they're not gonna produce. I just don't think they're gonna produce heavily.
1: Yeah, you know, well, you know, Abraham, Abraham, that, in that backfield for the Raiders, he, he's good back there. Makes a lot of difference. Could be problematic for Allen's one of the ball um, downfield, but other than that, yeah.
0: When you say backfield, I mean, you mean secondary?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah that's one i back in the secondary. Uh, the defensive secondary for uh, for the Vegas Raiders there. Yeah. Um, Abraham, yeah, he's a guy who's scooping back and forth, and he's pretty. He's, I've seen him play. He's uh, one of those guys who can get you going, like Jamal, like uh, what's his the name there, Over the uh, Seattle Adams. Yeah. How you get the rest of the defense all pumped up when the guys are playing? Remember you talked about one thing you messed up—the camaraderie with football, right? When when a unit's playing cohesively like that, they're be seeing off each other. Sometimes they're a hard thing to stop as a as a, as a unified force is moving together playing in sync, so I look for a little bit of that.
0: Who do you like in this game? Who do I like? Yeah. These
1: two? Oh, I had, um, I, said, well, I, I had Buffalo, believe it or not. Buffalo. Buffalo the spread. Three points.
0: Okay. This game is Sunday Night Football, and I'm going to tell you why this game makes me laugh. There was a picture that I saw, and it was saying, it showed these quarterbacks, it showed the e- the the next four games coming up. It says the Seahawks game and showed a picture of Russell, and it said a cowboy game and showed a picture of Dak, and it said the Atlanta Green Bay game and showed a picture of Aaron Rodgers, and then it said the Eagles and 49ers game and they showed a picture of Nick Mullins and not Carson ha. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Now, is that the one they're selling in
0: Philly? Because that's a tough crowd there, and I can believe that would be like a popular seller. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, again, I understand the 49ers are hurt, and I understand, but the 49ers have been, they're they're, they're just a well-coached team, and they're just all there. And I feel sorry for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a good player, but there's just nothing there for him. One wide receiver practice this week. One wide receiver yeah. practice this week for them. In saying that, I, I, besides Ertz, who's going to get 11 targets for 39 yards, <laughs> I don't like, oh, and Miles Sanders, because, listen, Miles Sanders has got to be involved out of the backfield in this game for Philly to even have a punching chance. Yeah. I, uh, Carson Wentz, listen, desperation, QB2, you got to do it. But other than that, he's, he's a QB3 in my world. On the two-quarterback league, I meant to say. Uh, 40, <laughs> 49ers, you can start Mullins. I got no problem with that. You can start Kittle, who's back this week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, i like too. if you want to put him in the flex. But 49ers by seven. Glenn, I think it's 49ers by 18 to 21, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: I hear I, you. I, I hear you. And all that stuff is great, except for one thing. Last time I went this hard on the team. I got burned for it pretty
0: bad. Which team? You know.
1: Um just a couple weeks ago we were like all over some team that we were like hammering on. Um oh shoot. I wish but you know what, we'll have to go back to the belt and see that later. Anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump all over all over Philly. Uh because I think I think that they're gonna still respond. Because you know why? Why? they are still in contention to win the division.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna tell you. That's here's I'm here's, so, here's uh, one for you. To to Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles are at or half a game out of first place because they tied, and the in first place in that in that in that division is the Redskins with a win.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people all were all over them because of the fact the uh, they went for the tie, but the odds said that you know what these guys might actually have a better chance of winning their division if they decide to do this little maneuver and everybody was pissed at them but look like you said right now they're in a chance where they could actually win their division they they got guys on their their roster remember was it Richard Rodgers was he in Green Bay before with Aaron Rodgers
0: yes the tight end yeah
1: and yeah he caught that last game heroic one of these um, you know Hail Marys to win against Detroit I believe a couple years back he's in he's in Philly now um Greg Ward, the
0: guy I told you about the other day. The wide receiver. Yeah, the wide receiver who was called up last year. I mean, because he was like
1: number six or seven on Philly's list, but all of a sudden he started because all the injuries they had to all their
0: running backs. He's pro, back of elimination. He was the only one there. Seven points for the Niners. Who do you like?
1: I like Philly.
0: Okay. I um, like Philly. God, me and you differ on a lot of games this week. It's going to be interesting. So the Falcons go to the Packers, Yep. right? Monday night football. Now, there's something odd about this game because Julio Jones looks like he's coming back. And Calvin Ridley showed up with an ankle on the injury report. He didn't practice Friday. He looks like he practiced today. So that looks like he'll be good to go on Monday. So I am anticipating an absolute bloodbath in this game for both teams. The Falcons are not going 0-4, but Green Bay is just not going away. Devonta Adams is back. Now, Alan Lazard is is out, but that doesn't concern me at all, because I don't think anybody drafted Alan Lazard because it didn't matter. Uh, so, we're going to dip into the obvious situation here. You start Ryan. Um, you don't start any running backs in, in, in Atlanta. Julio, Gage, and uh, Calvin Ridley is a must, but again, watch the injury report. The Packers: Rodgers and Adams for sure, Aaron Jones for sure. The other he, he, here's the here's the question, Glenn. Fantasy wise, I, I, I know I know Rodgers can spread this out. He's the best. Fantasy wise, how do you feel about that tight end out of Green Bay, Robert Tanyan. Okay. Yeah. I like him in this week above Chase Sternberger and above uh, Mercedes Lewis. Now, Mercedes Lewis can get one catch for a 10-yard touchdown. That's fine. And I'll tell you why I like uh, Robert Tanyan. Because the Falcons are so bad at covering the tight end. I'm I'm not sure if you watched the New Orleans game against Green Bay. But this coach out of Green Bay, he calls a heck of a game. Yeah. They were doing these misdirection plays that threw the entire Saint offense off, and then he'd come around, and then Robert Tony would be wide open every time. The Falcons have had such bad luck covering the tight end. Jimmy Graham got him for two touchdowns last week. Um, the Cowboys tight end, who I can't even remember his name because he's just done nothing since that game. <laughs> Schultz, Schultz Dal- Dalton Schultz, yeah, he yeah. he 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 let up the Falcons. The Falcons have poor safety play and poor linebacker play, which is ironic because I love Deion Jones. But regardless, I'm not sure how good he is in coverage. This is why the tight ends are, are throwing it down the field. That cover, too, is just it's not working. So give me Tanyan in this game. I, I, I like him. I picked him up in the cash league because because uh, J- uh, Jared Cook got hurt. Green Bay is 3-0 against the spread. They got seven points this week against the Falcons. As much as I think the Falcons are out to win this game, I think the Packers wallop the Falcons, and I really do believe Dan Quinn is on the hot seat. I don't think it's this game that fires him because traditionally this will be a pre- first four games should be preseason. I don't think anybody's getting fired this year because the irony of 2020. I just think the Packers in a bloodbath, but there's going to be a lot of points, but I, I do believe Green Bay. Is gonna? I, I think Green Bay easily could very well be pending if Atlanta keeps trying, which it looks like they do. Green Bay, Green Bay could put up forty-five to fifty points in this game, Glenn, because Green Bay is averaging forty points, forty-two points a game this year. So, buddy, the Atlanta, I just, I just see a heck of a lot. Of, I, I, I'm taking the over in this game. I don't care if it's sixty points. If the Packers are gonna put up fifty on their own. You you got him. You start him in this game. I just see a drubbing. Just don't even look for any defense in this game. Give me the Packers minus seven. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got Green Bay as well.
0: Yeah. I got Rogers starting. I got Adams starting. I got Jones,
1: Val- Valdez, Scantling. I got Tanyan. I've even got Jamal Williams in there too.
0: Wow.
1: Some as well. So I got all these guys up there looking at. It. And For Green Bay, of course Atlanta, you gotta go. You gotta go, of course. So Atlanta's got like five guys, basically. Okay, that's Gage, Gurley, and uh, Ridley and
0: Jones, and Ryan,
1: and then Ryan, of course. You know, that's it. I wouldn't even touch Hayden Hurst in this one.
0: No, Hayden Hurst is—he's nope. uh, a decoy. <laughs> yeah. So
1: you know, I mean, I would even temper my expectations with Gage
0: a little bit too. Yeah. But I can see that. Yeah, but,
1: yeah Green Bay's got this defense. The, the coach is doing a great job calling his plays out there for his team. So what he's doing is calling through strength. And that's what we all underestimate. He's, he's actually um,
0: got a good thing going up there in Green Bay. So I am good with this one. Okay, so there you have it, folks. There's our picks. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to have a new, se- um, a new segment I like to call The Teacher and the Student. I'm David Plata, and this is Pound the Rock. It's October the 3rd. Come right back. We will be right back. Stay with us. Good day, everybody, and welcome back to Pound the Rock. I am your host, The Kamish, David Bleda, and with me, as always, is Senior Lou Rawls Doppelganger, G. Lower, cl- uh, Glenn, Lowercase G. Anywho, we're gonna do we're gonna do a um uh, we're gonna do a new segment that we have in this show. It's called Quiz the Teacher, where Glenn and I, who have always gone to each other for fantasy advice over the years on certain situations even if we were playing each other because we're modest people that believe in in the quality of the game so what's going to happen is is i'm going to ask glenn either a start set question or a drop pickup question and he's going to do the same to me so i'm going to start with glenn first glenn i am in a league it is a point per catch league it is a five point bonus league where you get five points for every hundred yards you get Here's my dilemma. Do you start, this is going to be in a flex position, do you start one Julio Jones returning from an injury and is off last week and a mediocre game in week two, would you start Julio Jones in the Green Bay game or would you start one Kareem Hunt in a point-per-catch league as they play the Cowboys and most likely going to be trailing the whole game, who do you got?
1: Ooh. I would, I myself would lean toward Kareem Hunt. And Explain. Older, and here's why. Because of the double, the double, um, double threat of being able to run the ball and catch the ball. If you're playing catch-up, chances are the running back you're going to have in your backfield will be one who's more of a receiving running back or blocking or who's more ingrained with the pass game.
0: And out of the two running backs, that's probably Hunt to use uh, in Cleveland. I Um, think Hunt outscores outscores, uh, Chubb this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hunt will more than likely do that. He'll outscore Chubb, and Chubb's going to be there for good points. But Hunt is also, like, you know, he's a serious RB1 candidate, serious RB1 player, so... The fact that they rely on him for any decent amount of in this, yardage in this game is going to be mega fantasy points. Even though Julio is expected to get a lot of fantasy points, there's a lot of fantasy points to go around in the Falcons' offense when they spread the ball. You know, and I believe Ridley's Ridley's
0: not injured, is he? Ridley's injured, but I do believe he's gonna play. Again, this a lot okay. of this stems on injuries. Obviously if Julio goes or Ridley doesn't you start Julio. And this is even yeah. and this is even projecting Cream stunt Cream uh, Hunt is even gonna start in this game.
1: Yeah. I mean
0: Kareem Hunt Hunt doesn't have to start in this game. No, I I mean I didn't mean start. I mean even play cuz I know he's battling an injury now. But if they're both yeah. if they're both ready to go, that's that, that that's been my toughest decision all week. Yeah,
1: I would go with Hunt.
0: All right. I so there you have yeah. it folks. Glenn say Glenn says Kareem Hunt in a point per catch league and a five point bonus league is going to have more points than Julio Jones. All right, Glenn fire away. Okay, David, I'm in a
1: Yahoo standard scoring league. Okay. Um, with the you know the points PPR.
0: No, no. So
1: and I have a spot I <laughs> need this week for James Connor, who happens to be you know on a bye week now. I'm just going to pick up someone off of the free agent list real quick. Um, and I had it down to three names. I was looking at James White against Kansas City. Yeah. I was looking at Jeff Wilson Jr. against Philadelphia. And well, somebody you like, Zach Moss versus Las Vegas.
0: Jeff Wilson Who would Jr. You pick up for the spot start this week. Jeff Wilson.
1: Jeff Wilson Jr.
0: Jeff Wilson Jr. Awesome. For some odd reason, consistently okay. puffers touchdowns. San Francisco really believes in him. They're already uh, a little bit injury riddled that running back situation. They know that Jeff Wilson is 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 safe and secure, and they they really like him. I'm not saying that I, I I like him better than Moss. Who's the first option that was available? The other running back, James White. James
1: White, I, and I, that's the Kansas City uh, New England game, which may not even play this week, for
0: all we know. That's one thing. But the one thing is, is, is James White hasn't been there in about three weeks, and there's Correct. way too many running backs on New England. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Awesome. Th-
1: Thanks. I put Wilson
0: already picked him up and put him in my
1: lineup by the way. There you go. So I, I, <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, he was from the time you said so to the time you finished, buddy, he went from free agent to on my lineup.
0: He's right there in the Thank you. So much appreciated. One thing I just wanna I just wanna bring up for the listeners is mm-hmm. a point per catch a PPR league is a point per reception. So every time obviously they catch the ball, they're going to get a point. When Glenn said standard league, that's not a PPR league. A standard league is just touchdowns, yards, and quarterbacks getting four points a touchdown. That's what's a standard league. So the fact yeah. that he said a PPR league, that really heightens the value of a guy like um, James White, who gets a lot of catching out of the backfield. So, yeah. but regardless... All your catching backs go up in value. 100%. And and yeah. and uh, Mike Davis literally goes from 19th overall to 9th overall, Just by point per catch, like, you know, my opinion. Yeah,
1: there you go. Serious, serious, serious RB1 considerations there, folks. Uh, uh,
0: Absolutely. Okay, everybody, it almost seems like to be a wrap on the show. We're just going to put a nice, big, red, happy bow on this program. But after, we say our picks. Glenn, let's go. You got your picks in front of you? Yes, I do, David. You go ahead. Okay, okay, versus the spread, David, you'll you'll give them the numbers after. I'll just say my teams. Yeah, I have Indianapolis. I have Detroit, Minnesota, Arizona,
1: <laughs> Jacksonville, Cleveland, Minnesota, like you said, hmm. Miami. I got the Chargers, Baltimore, the Rams, Kansas City, Buffalo, Philadelphia on Sunday night, and in Monday night, Green Bay.
0: Okay, everybody, here are my picks. And uh, the thing is, is that every pick that I picked and then Glenn picked differently, just every time you hear his pick, just think of this. (laughs) 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 Oh, hey, guess what? What's that?
1: Patriots and
0: Chiefs just got postponed tomorrow. Oh, postponed till when?
1: Uh, They didn't say yet. They're waiting to announce. Right now, the latest is uh, it's just been
0: postponed. Also, it's, moving
1: it's, it to
0: Monday or Tuesday. Sorry, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Tuesday. no, no. We established that it was going to be moved to Monday or Tuesday. We didn't know if it was going to be moved till later. Um, yeah, okay. So here's here, here, here here's uh, <laughs> let's just let's just roll out this red carpet here for, for my picks, okay?
1: <laughs>
0: okay, Vikings at Texans. I took the Texans minus three and a five, <laughs> minus three and a half. The Colts at the Bears, I took the Colts, minus two and a half. The Saints at the Lions, I took the Saints, minus three. The Ravens at the Redskins, I took the Ravens, minus 14. The Seahawks at the Dolphins, I took the Seahawks, minus five. The Chargers at the Buccaneers, I took the Buccaneers, minus seven. The Browns at the Cowboys, I took the Browns, plus four and a half. The Cardinals at the Panthers, I took the Cardinals, minus three. The Jaguars at the Bengals, I took the Jaguars plus two and a half. The Giants at the Rams, I took the Rams minus 13 and a half. The Cardinals, uh, sorry, the Patriots at the Chiefs, right now it's minus 10 and a half, so I took the Chiefs minus 10 and a half. The Bills at the Raiders, I took the Raiders plus three. The Eagles at the 49ers, I took the 49ers minus seven, The Falcons at the Packers. I took the Packers minus seven. So, Glenn, all in all, I took a lot of favorites this week. My lock of the week, Glenn, my lock of the week. And you know what? maybe, Maybe a little bit frowned upon. Give me the Baltimore Ravens minus 14 points all day long. I don't care how many points it is. It's pretty ballsy. But give me the Baltimore Ravens minus 14 points all day. My lock of the week. Games we differ on. You like the Lions. I like the Saints. You like the Dolphins. I like the Seahawks. You like the Chargers. I like the Buccaneers. You like the Pats. I like the Chiefs. You like the Bills. I like the Raiders. And you like Philly, and I like the 49ers. That's not bad. But that that Philly game, though, I just got to tell you. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how Philly does against the 49ers. Anyway, Glenn, that's all the time we have. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Glenn, thank you for joining me again. Thanks, David. Glad to be back here at Pound the Rock. That's, I am your host of commission, David Paletta, for Pound the Rock. Join us next week, and good luck, everybody, and be safe out there.